Uh, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, friends beyond the binary, my patron peeps, this is the podcaster that hopes you treat one another fairly. I know you treat me fairly by supporting me, and I hope I support you get a good night's sleep, patrons. Thanks so much. All right, so just remember that when your hand hits the fridge tomorrow, you can find everything on our website, sleepwithmepodcast.com. Podcast is also uh, made possible to hard work of Carl W., who edits episodes. Uh, Chris Posty Posterson from Sounds Like an Earful, who uh, edits episodes and did our theme music. Commissioned a song from the Mystery Bard, Jonathan Mann, song.jonathanman.net. Kenny, Scott, and Jennifer on our, on our, on our artwork. Eric and the team at Astound are on our website. Everybody at Night Vale Presents, check out all of those amazing shows at nightvalepresents.com. I'm at Dear Scooter on Twitter. I want to remind you to listen in your smart speakers. You could just say, uh, play Sleep With Me podcast with that whatever invoca- like whatever special words you're supposed to use at the beginning. If you use S-I-R-I, you could just say, hey, S-I-R-I, subscribe to Sleep With Me podcast. Uh, it's an easy way to listen. I also want to li- thank the listeners who have their own Facebook group. Uh, I want to thank uh, Stacy and Keith. Uh, Julie and Jennifer, Laura and Sarah, and uh, that's it. Uh, let's get on with the show. Uh, hey, are you up all night tossing, turning, mind racing, trouble getting to sleep, trouble staying asleep? Well, welcome. This is Sleep With Me, the podcast that puts you to sleep. We do it with a bedtime story. All you need to do is get in bed, turn out the lights, and press play. I'm going to do the rest. What I'm going to attempt to do is create a safe place where you could set aside whatever's keeping you awake, whether it's thoughts, feelings, or physical sensations, it changes in time or temperature, travel. Yeah, but you know, but if, if you're just you're just not feeling great, you might be feeling however you're feeling, I'm here to help you. And the way I'm gonna do it is I'm gonna send my voice across the deep dark night. I'm gonna use lulling, soothing, creaky dulcet tones, pointless meanders. Uh, tangents, uh, superfluous dialogue. Comfort. I'm trying to be comforting, really, and a little bit silly. I'm going to try to earn your trust if you're new. Earn your trust so much that you don't need to pay attention to me. That's the kind of trust I'm looking for. Uh, so here's the thing. If you're new, uh, let me give you a setup really early here. Uh, structure of the show. First few minutes are business. That's how we keep the show free. And thanks to everybody that uh, acts on that or goes to our website, sleepwithmepodcast.com, uh, to check out more. But if you're new, not super important. Then there's an intro, which we've just started. And the intros are normally around 12 to 14 to 13 to 11 to 18 to 17 to 16, and possibly 15 minutes or so. Kind of a show within a show, uh, overly long monologue. That lay that helps you lay like a log, uh, like a you know a friendly moss covered log. It's so nice there, beautiful to ponder. You know, don't worry, it's not in your bed. I would not put any like uh, woodland b- b- beings in your bed, but you could pat the moss and say, "Yeah, it's bedtime here." Scoots has already stopped making sense. Uh, uh, so some listeners listen to the intro as they wind down, as they brush their teeth, as they get in bed. Uh, some people listen while they're already in bed as they, you know, get comfortable. They sink into their pillows. 
pull up their covers, find the most comfortable position, the most restful position, uh, someplace where they just feel nice. So I can, t- let me tuck you in there. There you go. Let me uh, tuck you in there on your side there. And get you, yeah, there we go. I'm going to get you nice and cozy. And that's kind of what the intro does, uh, where I, I actually, it's like where I try to explain what the podcast is. And I end up not being able to do that. I try to make the new well- listeners feel welcome. Uh, regular listeners say, oh, this is something familiar. Scoots is here to help. Um, and then I also demonstrate my ability to lose focus, uh, go go off uh, go off track, uh, get on track, uh, be a goofy, a little bit goofy. And, uh, you know, try, try to win your confidence, uh, the confidence so strong that you don't have to pay attention to me. Uh, so that's what the intro does. Then there's, uh, tonight we'll be talking about, uh, the New York state, the great New York state fair. Uh, first we'll talk about the state fair, the state fair musical mute movie, the films in the state fair. We'll also briefly talk about the great David Foster Wallace essay about the Illinois State Fair. And, uh, yeah, so it will kind of be like a history lesson. Ideally, you'll be history. You'll be sleeping. You'll be drifting off. Uh, and then there's some thank yous in the, uh, at the end. There's some business between the intro and the story. Uh, so that's the structure of the show. Uh, and you can fall asleep at any time. Now, you, here's the things about this podcast. You don't really need to listen. You can kind of listen in whatever manner suits you best. And if you're new, you could test it out and see. Because a lot of people on their first or second try, I see a couple different approaches that I hear from from people that email me or write reviews. One is like uh, you start off skeptical, which is uh, I applaud you. Perfectly normal and natural reaction to this show. And you try to figure out, you know, like, I have to earn your trust. That's kind of a normal compact, uh, and I'm more than willing to do that. And it might take a few tries because you say, you're kind of earning my trust by losing it. Is that an intentional uh, way you do that? And I say, well, no, it's kind of organic. Uh, it's like, a, like yeah, it's an organic process. Uh, by just being myself, I both earn your trust and, and lose it in a way that makes you comfortable with me putting you to sleep. Uh, so you can listen, and eventually you'll find your way to, like, how you like to listen, and that may change uh, over time. I'll talk about that again. Then there's another approach uh, for a new listener sometimes. It's like, okay, I'm going to try to listen and make sense of this or see what's going on, or actually listen to, to the content, uh, which can be done, but it, most most people that listen to the show... Uh, in that way, in like an in-depth way, you still have to kind of listen to it loosely or on the second or third try. If you try to focus on what I'm saying too much, uh, you may cross over right into my brain. You know, you may pop right in my brain. And I've been in my brain my whole life. So, so I, like, I think it's better off you just say, okay, let me observe here. Let me relax in my bed. Let me give it a few tries. Uh, so those are two approaches. There's a lot of different ways to listen to this show. Some people listen to me so quietly and mumbling. You know, some people, English isn't their first language, uh, or maybe they don't speak English, so they're listening to me for the pace and the rhythm. And I'll give you a good pace and rhythm at a nice pace and rhythm. 
uh, or do my best. Uh, some people listen to me at a normal volume. Uh, some people listen at a half speed or three-quarter speed. Uh, some listeners just listen to the intro. Some listeners skip the intro. Uh, some people, listeners uh, listen to eight or ten episodes in a row all night long. Uh, some people don't start the podcast until they get up in, in, the, in the middle of the night. And they uh, turn it on then. You know, some people listen to the show to unwind when they're uh, weaving baskets or stuck in traffic. So however you want to use the show is fine. I mean, see, like, I can only make one type of podcast. And, you know, Patreon, we offer other stuff that if you want to mix and match how you listen. But, uh, you know, but how you decide to use the content after I make it is, is you know, it's fine. You use it how it works for you. Uh, but you don't need really need to listen. You're also under no pressure to fall asleep. This is a podcast more to be here while you fall asleep, to keep you company, and to say, hey, it's okay, I've been there. I know it sucks that you can't fall asleep. Let me goof around. Let me over-explain myself in a way that explains nothing. And then I'll talk about a musical about the State Fair, an essay about a State Fair, and uh, the history of the great New York State Fair. And uh, what was they saying? And, and, you know, gently I'll be here as you uh, drift off at your leisure. But if you can't sleep, I'll be here too. I'll be here till the very end. I work, I pay, I'm working here and I'm trying to be present. Uh, when I record this show, I really am trying to be present and here for you uh, to keep you company. Uh, and I know that's a strange digital, you know, mishmash. Uh, but really, I'm sitting here, and I know I'm talking into your ears. And I know what it's like to toss and turn, because I've been there. And that's why I call it the deep, dark night, because that's how it can feel. And I just want to offer a little relief of little, a little, a little, a little goofing around. Mispronunciations, they come free. Yeah, those are organic. I want to be your boar friend, your boar bud, your boar bay, your boar cuz, uh, your boar bestie, if one day, you know, we reach that status, you know, your Barbara, I could bring, you know, if I'm your Barbara, I can bring, you know, the, uh, the hair gel or whatever you need, uh, whatever, whatever, you know, I'm here to help. Uh, I'm here to keep you company. Uh, so yeah, give the podcast a few tries. I'm trying to think what else I could say. Um, a lot of times though, it is about me kind of trying to stay in the moment and, and uh, like, even during the intros, I try to pay attention, you know, if there's any outside noises that might impinge on the show. If I'm, how I'm talking and how I'm pacing myself, which sometimes I can forget. Um, but I try to remember that my job is to be here, just like I was sitting at your bedside. And part of that is because, like, I've been, when I say I've been there, I've both been there recently and historically. And when I was a kid and I couldn't sleep because I was worried about school, I was already overthinking then. And it's kind of interesting to to be in a place where you can look back and say, wow, I really was the per- person I am today in some sense, in some essence-based sense uh, back then. And I couldn't sleep. Uh, part of me wished someone would just sit there and not try to fix it and not try to uh, make it go away, but just say, Ooh, that's rough. Uh, I really, what's going on? Well, I, I'm just can't stop thinking about school and stuff. And then I can't stop thinking about sleep and I can't go to sleep. Oh, wow. 
I'll tell you what, I'll just sit here with you. If you want, I could pat your chest or your back. Um, or I could just sit here. I could even just put my hand on the side of your bed, not even, you know, touching you. Or I could fold my hands here. And I could just be here for you because that sounds rough. Uh, let me just sit here. You want me to tell you a story? Or you want me to rock uh, silently but not silently in a rocking chair? Or what What can I do to help? Uh, any of that sound like it would help? Uh, and uh, maybe people tried and I kind of said, no, 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 no. You know, maybe it was more convoluted than that. But uh, And I don't know if this is my way of time traveling back to that little kid. Uh, but I know that little kid can relate to you. And maybe it's something much, much different. Um, uh, maybe it's maybe we, we can't totally relate uh but I can say I can feel for you. If you're in some sort of straits or uh, whatever the right word is, uh, I want to help. Um, and, and all I want to do is, is be here. And maybe, you know, I can earn your trust. Maybe I can be, be, be comfortable. More, more, most, most of the time I'm, I'm goofing around. And this isn't super serious. This is just the true intention of the podcast and me being honest with you. Uh, but maybe my goofing around uh, could add some levity. Uh, and yeah, you could just kind of listen to me. It'll be interesting. I mean, tonight we'll be talking about this musical about to stay fair, which has its own plots and, uh, and then the history of the fair. And maybe you've been to a county fair or, or like a field days or a, a festival or even a state fair in another state. And, and there's a lot there. There's cotton candy and there's the snacks and there's, uh, people and moving and in skies and maybe candied apples and so uh you know i want to get we want to give you those kind of images and uh and that's what we'll be doing tonight so if you're new this is a little bit different of an intro but uh, you know the, every interview that's what i've done 600 and whatever episodes uh but i'm here to help uh I, all i can do is my best and try to be here present for you sitting right here that's what i'm doing right now i'm close to the mic i've got a relaxed thing i'm just going with my shoulders and stuff uh so again let me tuck you in here let me pack the side of your bed and say hey i'm gonna be here to goof around and tell you a story talk to you about state fair type stuff tonight and i'm here twice a week uh more uh content if you're a patron uh but either way I work uh, very hard and I strive uh, because I really want to help you fall asleep. Thank you so much for coming by. And uh, here's a couple of ways we keep the show uh, going. All right, hey, everybody. This is a uh, trending uh, style, trending Tuesday style episode. I don't know what day it'll come out. Probably not on a Tuesday. And this episode is going to be kind of about uh, state fairs. So a little bit of uh, facts and maybe a little bit of personal meandering and some pondering. I grew up in Syracuse, New York, uh, home of the great New York State Fair, which I guess is the official title. We'll learn about that. I also want to talk about the Roger and Hammerstein's musical in the, the film, uh, unless it's playing somewhere near you, uh, State Fair. Yeah, but first I wanted to just make sure that you take an opportunity, if you have a chance to read uh, in Harper's 
magazine or in one of the collections of his essays and stories, uh, the David Foster Wallace essay, Ticket to the Fair. And it appeared in uh, July 1994, uh, Harper's, uh, and it's in a couple of collections of his books, which I don't have in front of me. I think it is in uh, a supposedly fun thing I'll, I'll never do again. Uh, which contains his essay about uh, the cruises, but this essay is—it's like a—it's almost—it's a short story length. And I was just listening. There's some of it. Some of his readings are on YouTube. Uh, but do yourself a, a favor, especially that this episode should be running in the summer season, and experience some of it through David Foster Wallace's eyes and mind, and 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 in his, his way of storytelling because it's first of all unbelievably hilarious so fall out of your chair hilarious and he's just i find him a lovely i don't know this was i don't know what stage i mean this was before i took on infinite jest probably in my uh build-up to reading that and this was one of the essays where i absolutely i don't know i think his brilliance is fully on display here at uh I mean, that maybe, like, uh, he would be making a podcast today. Uh, but uh, really, just so, so enjoyable. If you've ever been to a county fair or a state fair or even a field days, uh, really, really, just, just do yourself a favor. And I'll put the links to Harper article, Harper's article, uh, which you could, could purchase, uh, or you could purchase uh, one of his collections of essays, or you could check it out from your library. Yeah, so do yourself a favor and sit down and, and do that. And then I'm going to talk about, well, I guess the next thing I'm going to research here is uh, the uh, the musical State Fair in film. And I don't think I've ever seen it. I'm not even sure I'm familiar with uh, the songs. Uh, so I wanted to look it up to familiarize myself. And I'm pretty sure there's two films. Um, so let's get over here uh, to, uh, oh, maybe there's three films. Holy mackerel. Um. Yeah, there's three films. So maybe if anybody's familiar with any of them, which one is the best? This is about the 1945 film, the Wikipedia article. Uh, 1945 American musical film directed by Walter Lang. It's a musical adaptation of the 1933 film of the same name with music by uh, Rodgers and Hammerstein. So maybe the 1933 film was just a straight uh, movie. I think that it's a Will Rogers movie, vehicle, I think, a movie starring Will Rogers. I don't recognize any of the stars, but that doesn't mean anything. Uh, it was remade in 62 with Pat Boone and, and Margaret. Uh, so maybe we should stick with this one. Uh, it was the only musical, Rogers and Hammerstein musical, written directly for film. So that answers my question. I don't know if they do perform. I mean, I'm sure they perform it on stage, but... Uh, it introduced such popular songs as It's a Grand Night for Singing, It Might As Well Be Spring, which did win the Academy Award for Best Song. Oh, here we go. Rodgers and Hammerstein adapted the film for a stage in 1969 in a production in uh, at the Muni in St. Louis. In 96, it was on Broadway uh, with additional songs taken from other other Rodgers and Hammerstein musicals. Yeah, but here's the plot. This is where we want, you know, this is where we really want it. The Frake family is getting ready 
Jonathan Frakes, without an S, uh, getting ready for the Iowa State Fair with her own hopes for a trip. I do, I've always dreamed of making a film uh, based at the new, great New York State Fair uh, or a documentary. Uh, Father Abel attends to his pig, Blue Boy, and bets his neighbor, Dave Miller, $5 that the pig will win at the fair. And here's his mistake, that the Frake family will all have a good time with no bad experiences. As David Foster Wallace shows, the fair is much more of a, a gray area, a mix, uh, you know, where you touch on the extreme edges as well. A daughter, Margie, is in a melancholy mood as she packs for the fair and sings It Might As Well Be Spring. Uh, she might as well, she muses about how the fair will get, at least give her a break from doing the same things every day. Later, Harry, Margie's fiancé, he, he can't go to the fair because he has to take care of his cows. He's working on a modern farm he wants to build once they're married, made out of prefab plastic and linoleum floor, floors. Margie's more of a fan of this old house, so she's not super enthusiastic, and maybe Harry's on a high horse, I'm not sure. Mother Melissa is getting pickles and mincemeat ready for the cooking competition. It's a great screenplay I got to read. I think it won the Nichols Fellowship, uh, Butter, which was later made into a film uh, about butter sculpting. I think that was at a state fair, too. So that's another thing. I think I've seen the movie, but it might have been... I know I read the screenplay a bunch and bunch of times, maybe when I was trying to get, like... Uh, get the courage to enter the Nichols Fellowship. I think I might have once, but I was definitely not there or, or even close uh, to that level of skill. But that's a great screenplay. I think it's on the Nichols Fellowship website. Okay, so whatever it was, uh, she used to getting mincemeat and pickles ready versus butter sculpting. Oh, Melissa, it calls for brandy, the recipe, but she doesn't believe in cooking with alcohol. Abel disagrees and thinks brandy's uh, essential. And when Melissa goes to the phone, Abel sneaks some brandy in there. Abel, uh, the phone call is for son Wayne, whose girlfriend Eleanor can't, can't go to the fair either. She's taking care of her mother. And uh, then Melissa adds more brandy to the mincemeat. He's, he's, he's hilarious. Uh, then the freaks head off to the fair. Wayne's first stop is ring tossing. That's your first stop? Man, you're really... Uh, he's been practicing all years. Last year he lost $8. $8 and uh, in the hopes of getting even, he repeatedly wins the game. And the carnival barker... Uh, thinks he's cheating. And then a pretty girl, played by Vivian Blaine, defends Wayne. And she's the daughter of the chief of police, or so she says. Uh, and uh, the Barker refunds Wayne's $8 from last year. Uh, Wayne tries to get a date, uh, but she says she's got to go. Promising she'll be on the midway. That this, I think I had, I've dreamed of these kind of experiences. I haven't had any of them. Yeah, Wayne should look for her. Uh, meanwhile, on the roller coaster, Margie gets into an empty seat for two. Yeah, but then the couple sit in front of her. Uh, they ask for a seat in front of her, and she has to sit next to somebody. And uh, then they go and have a Coke. Uh, 
Then we meet a reporter, Pat, played by Dana Andrews, who's covering the fair for the Des Moines, news, Des Moines newspaper. Oh, by the way, the David Foster Wallace one's about the Illinois State Fair. Uh, so this suggests they, so he, the, is this a reporter tries to ask Margie out too? Oh, the reporter is the person in the roller coaster. I have two parts of my brain reading this Wikipedia article and discussing it live on mic. Um, Margie's fascinated by the reporter's stories uh, where he's been. He's ambitious and wants to get a job on a larger newspaper. And they make a plan to meet. The, oh, boy, this could be cross signals to meet that evening. And uh, Pat tells Margie not to worry about him breaking it off because uh, when he wants to do that, she'll know and he just won't be around. Uh, then Abel uh, and Blue Boy have uh, a couple things. Frank comes in and it looks like Blue Boy the, falls in love with Esmeralda. These are pigs in love. Uh, uh, then in the, the midway, Pat finds Margie. I don't think we've had a song in a while. What about a roller coaster based song in musicals? Anybody? Anyone? I can't. I mean, I could probably come up with one if it you know, wouldn't be very good, but it uh, wouldn't be very good for a sleep podcast right now. Uh, let's see. The evening, Pat finds Margie uh, while Wayne's looking for his uh, ring tossing uh, counterpart. Uh, then he meets the chief of police, says, isn't your daughter? Uh, he says, no, I don't have a daughter your age. Um, then Wayne sees a girl he's looking for who's a singer with a dance band performing at the fair, Emily. And she sings the song, That's For Me. And they dance, and uh, Pat and Margie ride the highest airplane ride at the fair, a grand night for singing. And it looks like Pat's a bit of a player, uh, Next morning, Margie's, boom, Margie is falling for Pat and Wayne for Emily. Abel is excited that Blue Boy is doing great because Blue Boy's in love. Do the pigs get a song? What about a song, Pigs in Love? Uh, that's, that seems like it really would write itself. Uh, uh, sorry, it was really working hard not to sing. Following breakfast is a pickle and min- mincemeat judging. Both of them the same day, eh? Uh, you know, Melissa's not, you know, she's worried because her biggest competition, Miss Edwin Metcalf, uh, always wins. Melissa's, she gets, uh, she wins uh, for her sour pickles and a special award for the brandied mincemeat. And one of the judges eats a lot of it. Uh, yeah, Pat takes Melissa and Margie's paper, picture for the newspaper. Margie, then they, him and Margie go to a horse race and they share a kiss. Meanwhile, uh, Wayne and Emily, uh, Wayne tries to get a date, but she's got a, she's got to host a birthday party for Marty who sings with her band and not McFly. She says, Hey, Wayne, why don't you come to this party? A song plugger named McGee. That's not the name of, I don't know what a song plugger is, but, uh, that sounds like another song for the musical, a song plugger named McGee. With me, you know, with me, you'll see uh, that I'll always be uh, just a song plugger named McGee. Arrives with a new song. He wants Emily to sing. Not the one I just uh, gave you a few bars of. Uh, 
in spoken word, of course. Uh, McGee gives Wayne a song, the song and says, hey, pass it on to Emily. Uh, then Emily asks Wayne to sing, and Wayne uh, plays uh, Coy. But then Marty McFly, not Marty McFly, uh, it gives him a hard time. Wayne sings the song McGee gave him, Isn't It Kind of Fun? And sings it to Emily. Marty uh, finds out uh, Wayne got the song from McGee and insinuates that McGee paid Wayne uh, to, you know, cash in, to plug the song. And there's, you know, all sorts of trouble. But uh, in the end, another kiss is shared. Yeah, then Margie and Pat talking until the sunrise comes up, holding hands. Uh, and uh, Pat says, "Are you going to marry that that uh, hair high tech high tech Harry?" And she says, "Probably." And she says, "Are you ever going to settle down, Pat? You you rover?" Uh, and he says, "Maybe one day, but uh, you know, I'm in trouble with a capital S T A T F A I R." Until it's over, then I'm gone. That's another song that, that, that didn't make it. Uh, despite this, he asked Margie to marry him. Uh, yeah, but she won't answer. Pat says he's no good anyway, but she would be good for him. And uh, then they make, make plans to meet at the roller coaster. Here's another song. They make plans to meet at the roller coaster at 830. Standing by the ro- roller coaster at eight thirty. Okay, roaller co- coaster at eight thirty. So there's a there could be a song in the, in there, not with those words though. And then Margie says, uh, "You know what? I'm not going to marry you or anybody else." Um, is that what she says or Pat says that? She says it. Uh, then Abel finds out Blue Boy without uh, even Abel's help won the blue ribbon. And they got to get ready for the grand championships. Uh, and uh, then uh, Esmeralda and Blue Boy don't want to be uh, separated. This would be pr- pr- uh, Pigs in Love reprise. Uh, Evil does get Blue Boy out there, but uh, Blue Boy says, no, 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 I want to be with El- Esmeralda. Uh, then Esmeralda makes an appearance and Blue Boy gets right back up. Uh, uh, last night of the fair, yeah, Pat, Margie goes to meet Pat and Wayne and Emily. Or, oh, Margie goes to meet Pat, Wayne goes to meet Emily. Uh, Pat's article's already out about the pickles and mid, uh, uh, mincemeat. Uh, and uh, the, there's uh, something about being too much brandy in there. And then Melissa and Abel go to the dance. Uh, there's another song, All I Owe Away. And uh, the judge is still there acting goofy. And let's see, Wayne waits uh, for Emily. McGee thanks Wayne for that song, making it into a hit, because uh, Emily's going to sing it in Chicago. Uh, Wayne is surprised to hear from McGee that Emily's leaving that night because Emily didn't tell him. She says, uh, you know, that's it, I'm a singer, <laughs> you know. And Wayne says, why don't you come to the farm instead of going to Chicago? And she can't, but she has something to confess, but she can't do it now. Then McGee explains to Wayne, oh boy, that Emily's already married but unhappy. 
and of course you didn't want to tell Wayne that um, McGee and McGee and McGee and Wayne become besties, and then Pat learns he's being get a new job and his own column, and his boss wants to meet him in Chicago that night. Uh, uh, he says, "Well, I got Margie waiting here for me." Uh, but he says, if you don't get here to Chicago for this meeting, you're through. Margie ends up waiting at Pat by Pat by the roller coaster for Pat. There's it is waiting by the coaster at eight thirty. Forlorn love song. Pat never shows. Margie waits till the midway closes down and then walks away. And then uh, this is it. Uh, the Frake family packs up and gets ready to leave. You know, both their kids, Margie and Wayne, heartbroken. Uh, next day, Abel tries to collect on a bet with Mr. Miller. Uh, but Mr. Miller notices Wayne and Margie don't look like they had any fun. They did, but it's called L-O-V-E. A roller coaster called L-O-V-E. There you go. There's another song we could work in. Waiting. Uh, to ride the roller coaster of love. Uh, I think that was a Red Hot Chili Peppers song, though, so yeah, I have to change it. You know, I'll have to change a little, waiting by. Uh, yeah, we have to find another metaphor. Uh, yeah, but Wayne leaves, Mr. Miller asks, a Listless Margie. Listless Margie. That might be another song. State Fair 2. Uh, out on the farm. Uh, he says, did you have a, have a good time at the fair? But then the phone rings. I don't know which phone. And it's Pat who got the job and says, hey, Margie, let's get married and go to Chicago. And she says, sure. Uh, and she says, Mr. Miller, I did have a good time. It was the most wonderful fair ever. Nabel collects uh, $5. Margie just rushes off to meet Pat. Uh, and uh, Pat and Margie embrace in the middle of the road as Wayne, now reunited with his girlfriend Eleanor, uh, drives by happily hugging Eleanor, a grand night for singing. So that's the plot. Uh, reception, it was, uh, according to uh, Bosley Crow, 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 Crowther, Crowther uh, from New York Times, it called it a no more than an average screen, screen musical with a nice bucolic flavor here and there. Uh, Variety said it was coupled with an excellent cast, retains the old charm of the original, yet adds some of its own, uh, and uh, should do boff a box office. Harrison reports called a good, wholesome entertainment, capably directed and well acted. And the John McCartan of the New Yorker wrote, nice, I believe, would be the word for it. I don't think you could use anything stronger. Uh, so that's it. Let's see. In popular culture, in uh, the 1982 episode of the season TV show MASH, The Moon is Not Blue, uh, having heard the controversy surrounding the film The Moon is Blue, they attempt to watch the movie but get State Fair instead. And Harry Morgan, who's on MASH, uh, was in, was the carnival barker in the state fair. Uh, when General George Marshall returned uh, from his uh, peace trip to China in 1946, he said, State fair did more to tell the Chinese about America than my hours of talking. So that's a little bit about the state fair, the film. 
And let's dig into the Wikipedia article about the Great New York State Fair. I know I've talked about it before. Uh, and then either this episode or an episode in a, in a few weeks or a week and a half, I'll do uh, a personal essay about the State Fair, depending on how much time we have. Um, but definitely played it. It's put, appeared in some episodes. I think uh, I'm pretty sure it appeared. In, I know, uh, um, what was it called? Uh, Wear a Stone in Your Shoe or something. Uh, the second season of Superdoll, I think episode one uh, Electra that takes place not during the New York State Fair. The New, that takes place at the New York State Fairgrounds, uh, the Boy Scout uh, Jubilee or whatever it was. That in my mind was set in the Carousel Progress building there. And then uh, Imaginary Friend re- Reunion. I think my Bill and I go to the State Fair together. I haven't listened to that episode in a long time. Uh, but I'm pretty sure we visited there together. Um, so, and I would th- I'm surprised. I've always dreamed of recording an episode at the New York State Fair, but I haven't been there in a few years. And it really goes right up against the start of the school year in California, so it makes it difficult. Uh, plus, it's incredibly hot and and, uh, and stuff like that. Uh, well, let's read about it. The Wikipedia article, Great New York State Fair, is a 13-day showcase of agriculture, entertainment, education, and technology. It has midway rides, concessionaires, exhibits, and concerts, and it's New York's largest annual event in an end-of-summer tradition for hundreds of thousands of families from all corners of the state. Uh, It first took place in Syracuse in in, uh, 1841, and took permanent residence there in 1890. It's one of the oldest and largest state fairs in the United States with 1 million visitors annually. Uh, the Great New York State Fair, I think in 13 days, that's about how many times uh, when, like, well, yeah, that's interesting. The Great New York State Fair begins on the third or fourth Wednesday in August and runs for 13 days, ending on Labor Day. It is held at the 375-acre Empire Expo Center on the shores of Onondaga Lake in the town of Geddes near the western border of Syracuse. All right, let's get into some of the history here. Uh, in February 1832, the New York State Agricultural Society, which was a group uh, in Albany of farmers and legislators to promote agricultural improvements, uh, and uh, state fairs, they were the ones that founded the nation's first state fair in uh, Syracuse, September 29th to the 30th, 1841. About ten to 15,000 people came. There were speeches, animal exhibits, a plowing contest, uh, uh, samples of manufactured farms and home goods. They had a second fair in 1842 in Albany. And then between 1842 and 1889, it traveled between 11 different cities. Uh, Albany, Auburn, Buffalo, Elmira, New York City, Poughkeepsie, Rochester, Saratoga Springs, Syracuse, Utica, and Watertown. Now, this is some foresight that maybe people, like in 1890, the Syracuse Land Company donated a 100-acre tract of land in Geddes to the Agricultural Society. Uh, crossed by railways is still there. That facility, you know, the uh, the um, midway shows usually arrive by train. Uh, crossed by railways that facilitated exhibit transport. Uh, 
The Onondaga County location became the fair's permanent home. In the late 1890s, the Agricultural Society turned to the state government for relief because it was in debt uh, because they constructed permanent buildings on the sites. And the state purchased the grounds from them in 1899 and took over management uh, and created an 11-member state fair commission appointed by the governor. A $2 million long-term building plan was enacted in 1908, uh, and that would last for two decades. And during this time, the Manufacturers and Liberal Arts Buildings, now the Center of Progress Building, was constructed. And it was joined by the Dairy Products Building and the Grange Building, now the Science and Industry Building, in 1910. Uh, The Coliseum was opened in 1923, or initially serving to the World's Dairy Congress. And they also built an Iroquois village exhibit in agricultural and an agricultural museum in 1928 uh, because of public interest in local history. Uh, the fair was rebranded as the New York State Agricultural and Industrial Exposition in 1938, uh, reflecting closer ties to industry and that was when the 14-day schedule started featuring popular entertainment acts. Yeah, during the big WW number two, it was used, uh, and they didn't have fairs. Yeah, in 1948, they had a truncated fair, followed the next year by a six-day full-scale expo with large crowds. Uh, by the end of the 50s, uh, the fair ex- expended, ex- expanded to nine days and achieved uh, uh, attendance over 500,000. Uh, the James E. Strait Midway was added during this time, and uh, nationally known entertainers who were there to attract families and uh, teenagers. Wait a second, I don't know about this. 19, in 1967, the 1925 Wurlitzer Theater pipe organ was permanently installed uh, in the Empire Theater of Art and Home Center, where it entertained audiences for over 50 years. Yeah, between 62 and 66, it was known as the New York State Exposition. Then it was renamed the New York State Fair in 1967. Uh, let's see. It expanded to 10 days in 1978, and the buildings began to be rented during the off-season. It expanded to 12 days in 1990. Uh, during the 80s and uh, uh, 90s, they uh, tried to make it more diverse, uh, adding a Pan-African village and uh, gospel festivals. Uh, Sign language interpreters were also added, and the grounds were made more accessible. Uh, Let's see, 2008 began to focus uh, more on agriculture, uh, showcasing products made in New York State. Uh, Yeah, the Pride of New York Marketplace was given, and a permanent, permanent maple exhibit, uh, the fair changed the Chevy Court format to include two performers each day in 2009. Uh, there was a hockey game there February 20th, 2010. That's just on the grounds. Uh, 21,000 people showed up for that. Uh, a record of uh, 2,006,000 fairgoers attended the Chevy Court concerts uh, during the 12-day run in 2010. A uh, $50 million transformation of the fairgrounds uh, uh, started in uh, 2015, 
the most recent uh, record at the Chevy Court, which is free, that's where they have their free concerts. Uh, 36,900 people uh, saw Steve Miller there. I saw TLC there. Uh, that might have been the last thing I saw, the group I saw there, but it was so packed I just c- c- couldn't see anything. Also, somebody famous, maybe even Taylor Swift, uh, you know, before she was super famous. But I didn't see her either. I could just hear. I definitely could hear TLC and then some other, um, like, uh, 80s, 90s hip-hop. Um, the first 2001 uh, uh, attendance record was broken in 20, uh, 2016 with 1,117,630,000 fairgoers visiting. And I was, I did go that year. Uh, I had four days over 100,000. Felt like, I think I went once or twice, and that was the last time I went was in 2016. Uh, 2017, I was in back east. 2018, I was back east earlier in the year for a family events. Uh, this was some big, here's Governor Cuomo announced a transformation of the fair in 2015. Uh, a sweeping redesign that included getting rid of the 17,000 seat grandstand and dirt track uh, where they would have dirt racing. And I think they had other kinds of racing there. This was the first major transformation. They rebuilt the main gate. Uh, I, I guess I haven't seen this Uh making it reminiscent of an 1840 carriage entrance. Maybe I'll try to go there. Um, uh, There's a brand new, very uh, uh, open to everyone attending. Uh, The Midway has a new layout. It's 15 acres. I did go to the new Midway in 2016 and maybe 2015. They changed over vendors from uh, straight show to somebody else. Um, What else? Uh, it's uh they have a new they have a new like uh, kind of foundation for it the size of over ten football fields with more room and better layout, improved kitty land area, phone charging stations, shaded rest areas. Uh, then they added a new RV park with three hundred and thirteen RV sites, uh, and uh, new grid layout, uh, better uh, better everything. They also tried to preserve the historic quad, which has the five oldest buildings around the open park setting. Oh, they removed commercial vendors from the quad to return restore the park. Uh, I don't know if I've seen that either. Yeah, there's also a new entrance, uh, gate 11A. I don't know if I've been in that way. And they have a task force looking to spend another $15 million for phase two. Okay, let's see. Chevy Court, which was mentioned, is an open-air concert theater. In 2009, as we said, it opens to to two different uh, national performing artists every day instead of having the same artist twice. In order to attract additional people to the fair, uh, they try to have different acts appealing to different audiences. Uh, 150,000 people attended. Oh, this is, I think, uh, okay, this is, I think I was there one day. We'll have to look, maybe we could look this up. Uh, 2009, 170,000 in 2010, 200,000 in 2011. Uh, they've hosted Lady Antebellum, Bruno Mars, and Ario Speedwagon. Has Bruno Mars and Ario Speedwagon been in this sentence together? Probably. 
Uh, it's, you know, a lot of people think it's a great place uh, to go for a free concert, which it kind of is. Uh, if you can get a seat or if you're going to stand on the edges like I do. And uh, you also, if you want to see Wayne Mahar, the news, all the news stations are set up uh, with the remote studios on uh, Chevy Cord. Okay, let's talk about the Midway, which there's a lot of good fun houses. Uh, if, you, if you're taking a kid... Uh, and you get the unlimited wristband, which I think is 20 bucks. Uh, either company. Now it's run by Wade Shows so since 2014. But I think I brought my daughter before 2014. Um, uh, but, you know, at a certain age, kids, like a fun house is really good. Especially if you have unlimited, you could just keep going in and out. Uh, and I think twenty it's twenty twenty five bucks, which you can definitely get your uh, money's worth if it's during the day. I don't know how busy it is at night. I've been there at night, uh, but during the day, the only thing is it's just really warm. Uh, so here's a tip I learned from Ray about Disney. Same thing. Like if you're going to go to the fair with kids that want to ride rides, uh, just go one day to ride the rides and don't do any of the exhibits or stuff because it's so warm. Yeah, the adults will get tired out and not have any fun, and then the kids won't be tired until you get into the car, and then you know, then you know what happens. Uh, uh, so just a free tip: uh, usually you get free tickets to the fair, uh, like if you buy stuff at the grocery store or a bunch of soda. Uh, agriculture, though, is a large component of the New York State Fair in New York State as well, and so they host a variety of displays, events, and competitions that teach fairgoers the importance of agriculture. In 2011, there's over 14,000 animals exhibited, including horses, dairy cattle, rabbits, and dairy goats. Uh, in addition to the entries, uh, uh, in 2014, they also heard 10,000 agricultural entries. Oh, addition to animals, uh, there was 10,000 agricultural entries like uh, tractors, beverages, trees, flowers, forage, grain, and 4-H. Uh, in 2018, they opened the Pride of the New York Marketplace, which is pretty cool. It has gourmet sauces, syrups, and pastas. Um, yeah, probably apples. Um, in 2013, they brought a new attraction to allow fairgoers to sample different products from vendors in all regions of the state. Um, a taste in New York, a tent. Um, and uh, they even have a place where it's like more, uh, I don't know, there's a lot of good ways to sample stuff. Uh, there's also buildings and exhibits. So there's the Carousel Progress Building, which is the largest of 110 buildings on the fairgrounds. Um, just inside the main gate uh, along the perimeter of Chevy Court has over 250 vendors and concessionaires and has recently become the home of the 180-ton sand sculpture. Also where you can get, I think that's where you get free baked potatoes or baked potatoes for a dollar. And I, th I don't know if the center of progress is where all the um, infomercial stuff is, but that's fun. Like hundreds of vendors are selling things that you could get on infomercials, like uh, chamois and uh, like car polishes and pans, uh, things to make your life easier. <laughs> uh, sand sculpture is in the center of progress building. Works on by a team of sculptures uh, throughout the 12 days of the fair. 
uh, yeah, and uh, they do a lot of cool different things. Uh, the Coliseum was built in 1923 and had the World Dairy Contest. Uh, uh, dairy cattle from 40 different countries. Um, in 1947-48, Syracuse University basketball played their games there. In uh, 1949 to 1952, the NBA team, the Syracuse Nats uh, Nationals, played there. In a 1949 game, set all-time records for the most points, most fouls, most three throws, most missed free throws, most overtimes, and longest game. And most of those records still hold. Uh, during the fair now, the Coliseum is mainly used for uh, horse shows. Uh, I think my mom likes to go to that. Um also Holstein Dairy Cattle Show, 4-H Agility Dog Show. Wow. And variety shows on Labor Day. Uh, the Syracuse, Syracuse Stars hockey team played their games there. I think I went I went to one of my friends' games, at maybe a hockey game there, for one of my friends in high school. Uh, and then we ate pizza. Probably during Christmas break. Uh, Horticulture building is a large, graceful structure, intricately designed entrance, uh, and the front is a fountain, a state uh, park reflecting pool. It has many horticultural exhibits and concessionaires. Oh, this is where the famous $1 baked potato booth is, uh, because it's a piece of horticulture, I guess. New York Maple Center. Uh, Apple exhibits, so check that out. Um, yeah, dairy products building. I think that's where you, you can get the uh, milk. Yeah, this is where the milk bar is. Twenty-five cents. You can get a baked potato for a dollar, and then you probably want about ten cups of milk. Uh, there's ten vendors in there. Ten vendors in this family-oriented building. Major attractions include a butter sculpture. And then chocolate or plain milk uh, sold at the milk bar for 25 cents. Uh, in 2012, 403,189 cups of milk were sold. That was an all-time record. And there's also a lot of dessert you can get there. The butter sculpture comprises 800 pounds or 300 kilograms of unsalted butter. It's been a feature since 1969. Uh, once the fair is over, it's converted to biofuel to, uh, for college buses at Syracuse University uh, at their School of Environmental Science. Oh, but that's a state a SUNY school, uh, SUNY uh, School for Environmental Science and Forestry. And it's sponsored by the American Dairy Association and the Dairy Council. Finally, those two get along. There's also the Dairy Cattle Barn uh, during the first 12 days of the fair. That barn is used uh, by dairy cattle exhibitors uh, during the off-season. It can be a bit, you know, for other stuff. Uh, The Science and Industry Building is the Anchor Chevy Court. That might be where the, I don't know, I get all these buildings mixed up. Maybe this is our art and home center is uh, has a demonstration kitchen. Some celebrities like Adam Richmond, Bobby Flay, and others show up there. Uh, it hosts uh, the art and home center. Uh, center hosts its uh, annual Women's Day luncheon. Uh, in 2009, the building celebrated its 75th anniversary by celebrating the line of uh, uh, the life of Harriet May Mills, a famous suffragette. Uh, 
uh, who the building is dedicated to. Yeah, it also hosts uh, operating. Oh, this is where my brother likes to go because uh, it has model trains. Uh, yeah, but it's always packed. His son really likes to go there. You got to go there earlier in the day. Also has the Empire State Theater and Musical Instrument Museum. See, I'd like to go to, like, I wish Harvest would pay me to do boring stuff uh, and call ahead. Because uh, then I could do, it features extensive collection of pianos, organs, phonographs, etc. Uh, it also has an Empire State Empire Theater, which uh, has local theatrical productions. Um, and it used to have... Uh, that uh, thing, no, it, it, it is home to the 1925 Wurlitzer 3-manual uh, and 11-rank uh, theater pipe organ, Opus 1143. It is an international building, which has a lot of different food, and uh, a youth building built to edutain youth. Uh, and uh, let's see, a variety of interactive uh State Park Day. Uh, they have a little mini state park there. You'll see attendance records. In, um, oh, this is just by day of the week. Uh, the busiest day of the week is probably Memorial Day. It looks like uh, 27, yeah, 125,000. And then the first Sunday and Saturday, the first Saturday and Sunday of the fair get pretty busy. It's strange. In the middle of the week, then the Tuesday and Wednesday of the second week, um, well, I guess that whole week's real busy because it's like the week. I don't know when New York State starts their schools, but uh, yeah, so they like to use a lot about the Chevy Court. So I just want to run through this year's, and then I'll try to look at the last two, two times I went. Uh, this year they have Blondie, uh, Dave Mason, and Steve Cropper. Uh Counting Crows, Hunter Hayes, Herman's Hermits, uh, Smokey Robinson, Dickie Betts, Little Yachty, Big and Rich, a Boogie with the Hoodie, uh, Marin Morris, and Nile Horan. Uh, or I know that's somebody famous, but uh, so and then the rest of them are to be announced still. So I didn't go in 24, uh, 2016 or seventeen, but let's see. Here's twenty fifteen. I was definitely there in twenty fifteen. Uh, let's see who I might have been there during uh, Everclear and Rick Springfield. Maybe I was there that day. Um, Eric Church was there. Uh, Melissa Asridge was there uh, Friday, August 28th. Uh, uh, Jim Gaffigan was there the Friday, August 28th. Oh, no, he was on the grandstand. Uh, Dan and Shay, I don't know them. Hank, oh, no, that's a grandstand. Uh, Bowser's Rock and Roll Party uh, was there. Oak Ridge Boys. Oh, Salt and Pepper. So there's where I was. And Snoop Dogg was that night. Uh, so I was definitely there that day. Um, uh, Wednesday, September 2nd, I was at the New York State Fair, believe it or not, uh, soaking up salt and pepper. Uh, Jason DeRulio, DeRulio was the next night. Um who else? Uh, Fifth Harmony was there. Um, Steve Miller Band uh, was, uh, I think that set the record. Nick Jonas. Um, so that was 2015. So that was just Salt and Pepper. I didn't see Snoop Dogg because we were probably too tired. Okay, here's 2014. Maybe I wasn't there 2014. Uh, 
Jason Aldean. No, none of these are. Uh, this is wrong. It said it was going to come up with it, but it did not. It came up with some. Uh, it says it came up with all. Oh, let's see. Chevy Cord only. Let's see if I can just search for 70 Cord. Uh, I'm looking at some database, and I, I'm going to be honest with you. It says there was no concerts in 2014. Let's try 2013. Well, maybe it was close in 2013. Let's see, 2013, I mean, 2014. Uh, let's see, who is there? Dickie Betts, I didn't see that. Uh, OAR, Owl City, Lee Greenwood, Plain White Tees, Vince Gill, Fifth Dimension, Chubby Checker, Cap Calloway, Florida Georgia Line, uh, Babyface, uh, Sticks, uh, George Clinton and Par- Parliament Funkadelic, uh, holy cow. Grace Potter, also Salt and Pepper. So maybe maybe I saw Salt and Pepper another year. This was 822. Um, okay, here's 2014. I found it. Uh, it's pretty good. At Kelly Pickler and Bare Naked Ladies uh, one day. Smash Mouth and Jason Derulio. Sean Kingston and the Bacon Brothers. Ashanti and Young the Giant, Herman Hermits, they seem like, and then uh, John Kay and Steppenwolf, uh, Bowser's Rock and Roll Party, uh, it's Bowser from Sha Na Na, my parents liked the Sha Na Na, Night Ranger, uh, Joan Jett, I think I was there that day because my brother wanted to see Joan Jett, maybe, uh, usually we're not there at, at night though, uh, Doobie Brothers played on Memorial Day. Uh, Uncle Cracker, Belle Biv DeVoe, Now You Know, The Neighborhood, Southside Johnny and the Asbury Jukes, Eli Young Band. So that's 2014. So get comfortable, you know, picture some, you know, a warm evening, listening to music, uh, smelling the funnel cake on the air, and relaxing. And I'll come back another time and kind of take you on in my own personal journey. Yeah, through the New York State Fair. Good night, everybody. All right, I want to thank all our patrons over at Patreon. Uh, sleepwithmepodcast.com slash patrons, the easiest way to get there. Uh, James, Michelle, and Lisa, thanks, thanks, and good night. Addie, Celia, and Matt, uh, thanks, thanks, and good night. Uh, Kathy, IU, and Lindsay, thank you, thanks, and good night. Uh, Becca, Rebecca, and Janet, thank you, thanks, and good night. Uh, Susan, Justin, and Lori, thank you, thanks, and good night. Uh, Libby, Todd, and Richmond, thank you, thanks, and good night. Charlie, Robert, and Lacey, thank you, thanks, and good night. Kate, uh, Teresa, and Bella, thank you, thanks, and good night. Timothy, Sarah, and Jenny, thank you, thanks, and good night. And Nicole, Jacqueline, and Jamie, thanks, thanks, and good night. Uh, Christy, E. Margaret, and Stephen, thank you, thanks, and good night. Kat, Sonny, and Joffrey, or Jeffrey, thank you, thanks, and good night. Uh, Shelby, Sarah, and Lily, thank you, thanks, and good night. Uh, Sarah, James, and Joelle, thank you, thanks, and good night. Uh, Bob, Amy, and Philip, thank you, thanks, and good night. Bryce, uh, Angela, and Niall, thanks, thanks, and good night. Uh, Gabrielle, Daisy, and Barbara, thanks, thanks, and good night. Nicole, Burton, and Kristen, thanks, thanks, and good night. Claire, Liz, and Brandon, thank you, thanks, and good night. And Nikki, Alicia, and Margarita, thanks, thanks, and good night. Jennifer and Martin, thanks, and good night. 
Uh, Kelly, Stephanie, and Heather, thank you, thanks, and good night. Emily, Caitlin, and Matthew, thanks, thanks, and good night. Uh, Bridget, Delaney, and Kat, thanks, thanks, and good night. And Lisa and Amber, thank you, thanks, thanks, and good night, everybody. Uh, you can become a patron at sleepwithmepodcast.com slash patron, and you can check out all the amazing shows over at nightvalepresents.com. Sleep With Me is a proud member of Night vale Presents. Good night.